everybody. Welcome to another episode of the HP Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, here with me. Beautiful boys, Brandon. What's up? And Ben. Howdy. And that's it. Just the three of us tonight. Just the three of us. That's exactly right. So, hope everyone is doing good. How is everyone doing? I'm all right. Cold. It's I, cold? Yeah. It's dark? Yeah. You know, there's this whole, like, ice apocalypse going on ice right. apocalypse across the the country as right. we speak yeah now here's the weird part is that i went to aldi our grocery store on sunday and they were like big storm coming yeah nothing happens right then they're saying then the very next day ice storm we did get some ice this morning a little bit we canceled school whatever i went outside put some salt down it's pretty icy apparently now tomorrow Wave three incoming. Good lord. This is the Texas storm hitting us. I know. I saw everyone freaking out online about that in Texas. It well, was it, it was like three inches. No, well, it's a lot worse than I is think it? you realize. Well, a lot of the problem is that they're having like way sub zero temperatures oh, really? and none of their infrastructure is designed for freezing temperatures. Oh, so you have so a lot of not necessarily the snow, but like... Well, it, it is the snow a little bit. When I lived in Jacksonville, Florida, which is obviously even more different than than Texas, it was like a dusting could shut down the city because they don't have salt trucks. Yeah. They don't have plows. They True. don't have... Uh, you, most of your houses are insulated the same way they are in the north. Right. Uh, they're fur- they have furnaces, but they don't really run very often. Right. You know, so that's the kind of thing that... And also their power grid is just... It's separate from the rest of the U.S. Right. I found that because they didn't want to be the state didn't want to have to adhere to federal regulation. So their power grid is totally separate. Yeah. Which, how's, how's that working now? <laughs> not to get into a political conversation, but I saw people that saying like, well, look at these people from Texas that were making they were mocking California for their power related issues. Look at them now. I'm like, dude, you have a. From what what seems like right now, once in a lifetime right. weather event yeah, really. going on in Texas. Right. Like, I don't know. It just seems like it doesn't really apply. Yeah. Right, right. Definitely. I mean, I get the irony, but. Sure. Come on. Yeah. Sure. That's like, yeah. I don't think it's a it's good a straw man. argument. No, it's a straw man. I'm doing pretty well. Um, changing a tire is never fun, but I, changing a tire in today's weather. Woo. Woo-wee. It's all a 17 degrees here right my now. My feet were barking. Yeah. Mm. Them shits could not get warm. Um, it was it was awful. Changing yeah. a tire. They give you enough to change a tire when you buy the car, but just barely. Yeah. Just the stuff they give you is like Tonka toys. You got to fucking crank your shit up. <laughs> they give you just barely enough to be able to change your tire in your car. So maybe I got to, maybe that's, well, it is my own fault, but... uh yeah, that was awful. I think I told you guys on this show actually about how when I in a flat, there was like a good Samaritan at Sheets that saw Holly and I like struggling to try to do it. Right. He's like, oh, let me take a look here. And then just fucking did it. <laughs> like he was like, hold on, you just do this. And then sort of he's like, OK, grab me this. And then just like did the whole thing in <laughs> less than 10 minutes. Damn, yeah. dude. And then as he walked away, I was like, can I get you a drink or something? Like, you know, thank you. We really appreciate it. He's like, I'm fine. And then just walked away, lighting up a cigarette. Wow, <laughs> Perfect. Like, well, I was really hoping for that today. Yeah. Where the fuck was that guy at? Because I was fucking freezing. Were you on the, like, the side of the road? Or was no. it at least in a parking lot or something? Well, there was a noise, and I'm like, hey, is there something going on with your car? She's like, no, that's normal. It was Lauren's car. Yeah, and I'm like, 
whenever we stop at this light, look out the window, look at your tire. Yeah. Tell me if something's wrong. And she's like, yep, there's something wrong. <laughs> so luckily we, we got pulled off into a gas station, but <sighs> changing it on the side of the road is the worst. I would, I would prefer to change a thousand tires in 10 degree weather right. in a parking lot rather than change one yeah. tire on the side of the road in 70 degree weather. Yeah. I was thankful at least for that. Yeah. Because if I had to do it on the side of the road, I might've just given up. I'm also like highly paranoid of a final destination type scenario playing oh, yeah. out. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like somehow, you know, I'm turning the, turning the lug nut and uh, somehow it, unnaturally sparks and I like <laughs> jump back from the spark and, and hit the road. And at that point, a tractor trailer yeah. comes by and crushes me and also releases its load of whatever it's carrying and impales the car. Like, you know, that's yes, just of my, course. yeah, of course. Uh, I thought you were just going to say someone running you over on the side of the road. No, dude, even worse. No, it's Which, like that happened to that. some kids literally like like a year or two. Like that's that's the thing that ultimately happens, but everything else that plays out with it, it just makes it worse. <laughs> that's yeah. It's crazy. So my brain works, and it's like in this in the split second, like all right. those scenarios run through my brain, and I'm like, that will never happen. You're but like, all right, well, change the tire or stay inside and live. Hmm. Yeah. I think I'll be all right. Yeah. So I'll take my chances here. That reminded me. I feel like every once in a while, this I don't know. This might be offensive, but. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I obviously I do not have Tourette's mm -hmm. anything close to that but I have this this term coined in my head where I have every once in a while I feel like I have a Tourette's thought mm. where okay. I, where like I've thought where like let's say I'm walking around a store and I've got hot coffee and I pass a woman in a stroller I'm like what if I just dump this oh dude what would happen I I don't again I don't know if if the saying the Tourette's thing is is uh offensive or not and so, and so I'll but I've had the thought like I've been on cruises before or like you know on top of tall buildings or whatever and I'm like what would happen if I jumped off like what if I jump off right. and I'm like I know I'm not going to jump off intentionally but what if I did oh, like dude. why would why would I think that yeah. why would I do that yeah dude that has to be somewhat normal cuz I've done that like I'm driving by a pond and there's no guardrail to the right and I'm like what if I just turn my car <laughs> and just drove it right into here. What would happen? Are we all it, unknowingly well, suicidal? No, listen, li li listen, it could happen. And the only thing that's stopping me is something that I have no control over in my brain that's telling me not to take my arm and veer it to the right as hard as I can to go into this pond. But it doesn't happen. I do it every day. I don't think about it. But it could just as easily happen. I think the difference, well, and maybe this applies to you guys too, is that I often, mine aren't necessarily about like, Oh, if I did this, I would die. Right. Like mine are like, what if I was in church and it's and it's dead silent during like a prayer and I just went, ah, at the top of my lungs. <laughs> what would people do? Now, are they gonna, would they kick me out? That's just comedy. Or would they just be like, did something, did some, did you like step on a nail that's during church? Like yeah. what? <laughs> that's just an Instagram prank. Uh, that's not anything but It's that. just a prank, bro. It's, <laughs> it's just, just a, prank. a prank, bro. Anyway, this is the HP Podcast, your <laughs> weekly gaming podcast from handsomephantom.com. And... Our show is brought to you by our lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom, where you can get early access to the show at just a dollar a month, or you can get uh, early access to HP After Dark, which is at the $3 level, or at the $5 level, you can get in the credits, the Patreon producers. Now, we did have a bit of a snafu where 
two weeks ago, I reread the names and I missed some. Last week, they should have been correct because I went and redid them all and made sure to include everybody. And no one complained. So I'm guessing that they are now accurate. So sorry about that uh, little mishap. We're also starting a new thing. It's called uh, Build Your Own Tier. Oh. And if you want to give us more than $5, we can work it out. All right. Build your own. You know, build your own tier. $10, you want to you you want us to record the podcast without a shirt? We'll do it. Damn. I think we're giving people a bit too much freedom. We could talk about it later though. <laughs> Who knows, Ben? No, I'm not saying it's an instant yes. I'm saying like you can you can suggest your own tier here, you know. Yeah, someone someone in my stream the other day like jokingly asked me like what the donation level would be for feet pick. I'm oh like, my gosh. I I like laughed about it. Honestly? I'm like, well, what would it be? Yeah. 75. I would do it for it. I'd maybe even do it. just a picture of my feet. I I was like fifty dollars for the feet pick, and I was like, no, I can't. I that I that's a slipper. I can't I can't have like a post go out. Like obviously, I'm I'm nobody in the world of games, right? But like, if Kotaku had the chance to be like Last Stand Media executive producer, sold feet feet picks <laughs> for on 50, Twitch for fifty dollars, they, they would do it. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I can't do that. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. They're like, what about socks on? <laughs> Oh, socks on. I was like, well, buy me a lollipop or something. I don't fucking know. Oh, uh, I, I jokingly proposed this to my wife at one point. I was like, there's people online who will buy used shoes because someone has worn them. They'll buy used everything. I was like, so what if we just bought like a pair of $50 kicks? You wore them around the house for like yeah. an hour and we sold them for 150 Dude, fuck She's it. like. It's kind of gross, isn't it? I was like, yeah, but that's like a hundred dollars profit. She goes, okay, it is. <laughs> it, it is grossly profitable. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, dude, I'm like, I'm not asking you to sell your underwear. Literally, <laughs> no kink shaming, but you could literally, if you're hot enough on the internet, spit in a bag and send it to someone, and they will pay for it. Yeah, I believe it. I, I shit you not. I've seen. Do it you even on have to be attractive though? Like, I feel like anybody would buy. Like, I there's mean, people honestly, who would buy anybody's spit. It really depends. You're right, Ben. Yeah, you are very right. Someone on, I believe. The last stand Discord, or someone, some mentioned it somewhere that there's a vending machine in Japan that you could buy worn female ladies' underwear or panties, as some some might say. Ever since playing Galgun, I believe that. Oh yeah, I believe that thoroughly. I know there are vending machines in the U.S. where you can buy any kind of clothing you need, but I think it's all new. Mm. Didn't know there was a used one out there. It's, it, it's a goodwill vending machine. And then the question is, like, are they actually used or are they just selling them as used even though they're new? And yeah. just, you know. How, how would you know? Mm-hmm. You don't know. So, sorry, I don't want to turn this into After Dark, but there's not a lot of news. So I do have one last related question. You're talking about buying clothes from a vending machine. And it made me think, I've never asked anyone about this, but I've always thought it. When you're at the airport, yeah. you see the Best Buy mobile vending machines. Uh-huh. Who the fuck at the airport is like, yeah, I'm going to spend $500 on an iPad before this flight. A business person? Or rich people. It just yeah, seems, I mean. it just, it, I guess you dude, would think about it. The clientele that are flying are more likely to be wealthy. Dude, that, more likely, yes. Those I are would, the same, not that. necessarily though. Right. Those are the same people that go into the fucking Gucci store or I don't know if we have a Gucci store at ours, but whatever the high end stores are, those yeah. are there and they continue to be there. I mean, do you think people have to buy from them that's why they're still there right okay another thing not to get too off topic but too late go for it (laughs) at this point oh no now i've lost where i was at (laughs) oh i'm thinking about 
sometimes you know you're in the airport you run in to get like a snickers bar or, or a thing of smart water or something and and you like happen to see the books and magazines and you're like i understand why someone would want to buy a book or a magazine for their flight and then you're like oh there's they sell uh playboys and, and nudie mags dude here. yeah and i'm like who goes to the that little place in the airport buys a playboy and it's like i'm just gonna read this on the plane like what would you do if you were the guy sitting next to honestly him, you know? one of the biggest lulls of all time that would be Dude, that would be the ultimate power move. You just have to sit there. You're at your terminal. Nothing on the outside. Just straight playboy. Kicked up. Feet kicked up. Oh, mm. my God. How fucking power Fully move would erect. that be? <laughs> well, just popping it. Is that illegal? You can't go to jail for Did having you, a raging boner. I don't think you can go to jail for having an erection. I don't think. No. Unless you, you have you, a medical problem. Yeah, sure. Dustin, I'm going to kick us off with our first piece of news. Oh, Okay. This is literally hot off the press, hot off which the press. is why I know you don't have it in our notes. Okay. Starting tomorrow, which would be Wednesday. So okay. if you're listening to this as a patron today, if you're listening to this as a non-patron yesterday. The 17th. The 17th. Thank you. For that. that was easier than what I said. Um, there's going to be PlayStation Store's PlayStation Plus double discounts oh, for shit. a limited time. What? This is from the PlayStation blog. A range of PlayStation games are available at a reduced price with the discount doubled if you're a PlayStation Plus member. Oh, my goodness. It's going to include Ark Survival and Evolved, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Origins, Crash Team Racing, eFootball PES, which is soccer, FIFA 21, Grand Theft Auto 5, the Premium Edition, etc. Marvel's Marvel's Avengers and the Deluxe Edition. Brandon, you could have got a double discount. Good God. It would have been $4 wanna, if you I'm, hadn't bought it. I don't, don't want to talk about Mortal it. Mortal Kombat 11, the expansion, PGA Tour, 2K21, Red Dead 2 Ultimate, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Deluxe, and Star Wars Squadron. So there you go. Dude, Whoa. Fallen Order might actually be a decent pickup for that for me. I think you'd like that game. Yeah, man. It's a Souls-like. Yeah. That might be something. I might just I might just give control the finger and just do that. Control will always be there. You know? True. This discount, this That's double true. discount days. That's very true. Here's to be limited time. Also, I did boot up Ark on my PS5. Still bad. Still, <laughs> oh, I believe it. Still bad. Okay. Let's get into the, the news, the rest of the news. Uh, first of all, I wanted to say at the top, a Nintendo Direct is happening today, which is Wednesday. Again, this is the same thing. If you're a patron, you're listening to it today, or it's already happened. So we can't talk about any of that news. Since it has not happened. Right. So uh, we'll be going over that next week. What do you think is going to happen? They said it was going to be a smash focused, right? No. No? I think they just made it clear that they were going to be revealing the next oh, okay. character. No, wait, hold up. Is, this is full direct. This isn't mini. 50 minutes. Oh. Big it's, stuff. That's it's a long it, one. It's been a minute. It's It's been over a year. It's been a minute. In fact, I think the last full direct was... At E3. Wow. In 2019. People are going to be so disappointed at the end. Yeah. Oh, no matter what. Huh. Literally, like, they should just, like, surprise drop it or well, something because people are just going to be pissed no matter what. If I was Nintendo, I mean, this is the direct... You've been holding out on people for over a year. So why can't it be the direct of dreams? You know what I mean? It like, could be. We haven't heard for, about Bayonetta in years. We haven't heard about Metroid Prime in years. And over a year and a half ago, they talked about Breath of the Wild 2. And Not, this since. year nothing since. is the anniversary yeah. of Zelda. Yeah. Wow. So in March. The 25th anniversary. Wow. 
So I really do feel like uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, whatever it's called, will be Discuss. announced and dated. You think it'll be dated? Link's, I think it'll be dated. Link's re-reawakening. Oh, shit. Though there is some rumor, <laughs> Brandon. I don't know if this is rumor or just people hoping and creating rumor. Yeah, yeah, like trying to manifest it. Yeah. That uh, they would put the like do a Zelda 3D all stars or whatever you want to call it for right. the, the anniversary, which to me, it's like, OK, Ocarina. I could see a duo pack that's like Ocarina of Time. Uh, Majora's Mask, right? That'd be cool. Could they make it in the new engine? No, I no, I think they, they probably wouldn't. They already did most of the remake work on the 3DS, gotcha. so they could just take that as a base and then work off of they, that. What I, what they're doing right now with these triple packs, I'm sure, is making them a fuck ton of money. Here's what I also, you know what? They put Wind Waker and they put Twilight Princess. On the Wii U. And you know how yeah. much Nintendo loves to port those Wii U games yeah. over to Switch for a full $60. They got me this very last week. Me too. And so... Well, I only spent 50 but yeah. I just don't think... I cannot see Nintendo being generous enough to put those two games in a du like a two-pack. Yeah. They will individually sell those for $60 doll hairs. Yeah. I think they're new enough and probably... I, I, I've never played them, so I can't really speak, but... They probably could get away with just selling them for sixty easily. They're beloved enough, yeah. And they're, I mean, it's Zelda. I mean, they're gonna, yeah, exactly. Can we just talk for a sec? I know you you want to get into to Mario later. Do it now. Go for it. Okay. I couldn't tell what that what that hand motion was. <laughs> I was saying, I, okay, so there's no video of this show, but I was like nodding, like, oh yeah, yeah. go for it. <laughs> okay, so I don't even know what it's called. What's the new the new re release called? It's called With Bowser's Fury. Well, it's the second. The re-release technically has no name other than the 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 product you buy is called New Super. Wait, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Right. Okay. That game. Yes. I was thinking like, uh, I don't want to buy it. I don't have time to play it right now. And then I was like, I was at Walmart on Saturday because I had to go there to buy something I could not get anywhere else. And that's the only reason I'll ever go to Walmart if I can help it. And so I'm at Walmart and I'm walking around. I'm like, I shouldn't bother. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to want this and it's not going to drop in price for at least three years. And at some point I'm going to want to play it. I'm here. The, the week before was my birthday. So I got like some birthday money from the in-laws and, and my parents. And I was like, just going to buy it. Just, just, just quit. Mess it around. You're going to have to Don't make a, a special trip later. Just do it. I was at Walmart where Mario, where it was going to be $10 off. So it was only going to be 50 instead of 60. I was like, I'm just going to buy it. So I walked back to the case to see, make sure they had it first. Cause I thought there was a slight chance they wouldn't have it. Everything that's going on. They had not kidding you 75 copies. Holy shit. Of the game in the bottom of the case. And that was the day after it came out. So I don't know how many they sold. And I asked the guy, I was like, I need to get a copy of that. He's like, yeah, no problem. And I can't remember. I was like, why are there so many copies? He goes, it's Mario. I was like, did, 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 they, did they really sell that much? I guess. Or Switch games at Walmart? I, they must. They have a decent so decent selection. Yeah. Like they have games in there that I didn't even know had physical copies. They're that. Really? Like, yeah. Dude, I mean, when I was a kid, um, specifically, I remember 
when so I spent a lot of time with my uncle Brian, who was four years older than me. When they would always their routine was going to Walmart every Friday. This is back when Walmart wasn't as it wasn't Walmart wasn't the Walmart we know today. Yeah, but that's exclu- like almost exclusively. Wow, I sound like an idiot. <laughs> exclusively where they bought games. Right. Damn. So I'm assuming that there's still plenty of people that it's like, why would you go to GameStop when you're already at Walmart for X, Y, Z? Right. And you can just buy a game there. You know, GameStop has, a, has its merits, but you go in there, you know, they're going to bug you. They're going to try to upsell you. They're yeah. going to try to lie to your mom, Brandon. Oh, yeah. uh, with Walmart, you're like, started. I want this game. And they're like, pay me money and you have it. And that's it. Yeah. The, the transaction's done. Now you right. have to go to Walmart. But <laughs> well, you know what? Another thing they do have going for them, though, that I have utilized a couple times is the somehow I guess they they just have the Walmart privilege where they can go to a supplier and say, hey, yes. we're ordering 10 million copies and we're going to pay this price. Yeah. And they say, OK, we're not going to pass up on this 10 million copies. So we're going to give it to you at this price right. and then they could sell it for ten dollars cheaper. Right. I've actually utilized that. Yeah. And it's uh, for PS5 games, and it's actually been pretty great. See, I haven't done it for PS5, but I've done it for every Switch game I've bought in the last two years that hasn't been just purely digital. I bought it at Walmart because I knew it was going to save me 10 bucks right off the bat. Yeah. And you're not going to get a $10 price drop for at least oh, three years. heavens no. I was walking into Target last Friday to buy Super Mario 3D World because it came with a free water bottle. Mm-hmm. And then as I was walking in, I thought, but Dustin... Would you spend ten dollars on that water bottle? And I was like, I'm already here. Yeah. <laughs> and just got the water bottle. Fair enough. And it actually looks pretty sweet. I Fair put it enough. on top of my amiibo collection. Oh, nice. Cool. So I actually almost went to Target to get it. And I was like, no, I'm here and it's ten dollars cheaper. And I will not use that water bottle. I have fifty-five water right. bottles. Yeah. Right. So I didn't. I probably I'm assuming you could have price matched it. At Target, uh, I don't think? think they price match video games anymore. Uh, oh. Yeah, and it has to be in their ad and everything. Yeah, I don't know that they do. And also, like, can you get it online for ten dollars off? Because I don't think you can. No. Isn't that an in-store it's thing? In-store, yeah. in-store yeah. only. Yeah. So that's why. I wonder if they're trying to drive more people to the store to buy it from the retailer rather than buying it online. Yeah, Dude, probably. Target fucked me once. Really harshly. Let me tell you. Harshly. I went to buy Hitman Two. Because it was on sale at Target on this. the app. Yeah. This is an important PSA. I remember for, this. For po- the podcast listeners. And it was, I think, $30 or something. Whatever it was, it was like 10 bucks cheaper than what it should have been. No, I think it was like half price. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like $30 or something like that. Anyway, I get to Target. Remember, I looked on the app before I went and it said it was on sale. I go to Target, find the game. They ring it up and they say it's 60. I'm like, that's not what the app said. They're like, well, this is what it says here. I get on my phone. I pull out the app and the app says $60. Like, this can't be. I came here specifically because I didn't want to go to Walmart. Right. I left. I go to Walmart. I look at my Target app again out of curiosity and it's on sale again. I look it up online. The Target app, if you let it see where you are, which I did at one point because... I don't know. It can tell you where certain things are in the store. It will know when you're in the store and give you pricing based on the store and not the website. That's crazy. Walmart knows knows that you're in the store, too. It'll actually identify that you're in the store and show you on the map where you are. Which it can be helpful. can be. If you're trying to find specific things. That's why after you told me that, when I went to Target to buy something that I thought, this shouldn't be this price, but it is, I screenshotted it. 
And then I had to go to customer service and get them to honor the screenshot. Wow. I didn't yeah. tell them it was a screenshot. I just said it says this in the app, which it did. Right. It did. But I yeah. just screenshotted it and showed it to them. They were wow. like, okay, we'll mark it down. No problem. Dude. Well, okay. No, I was going to say something unrelated. So you guys. I was just going to say that it's ridiculous because you could buy it on the app and do store pickup yep. for that price. I was like, dude, just ridiculous. Just let it be. Oh, yeah. Okay. Power move real quick. The whole buying on the app thing. Yeah. I, I heard other people do this, so I didn't invent this. I heard other people do this, and I was like, that's a great idea. I was in Walmart one time trying to buy a battery for my car, mm. and they could not find the right battery. But in the app, it said they had it. And this guy was like, I don't, I don't know where this. I'm like, okay, so what am I, you know, it's like $40 cheaper than here at the, at the mechanic. Right. So I'm going to buy it here. Yeah. They're like, you know, it's, we don't have it. I was like, okay, well, it says in the app you have it. I understand. I can't. I don't have control over the app. I was like, okay. So I walk over and I like walk over to the electronics because I'm just like thinking, what, do I, what am I going to do now? Do I, I want to spend the extra forty bucks, whatever? So I pulled up the phone again. I was like, I'm going to order it for pickup. So I ordered it for pickup. They had to find it and sell it to me. <laughs> Did you pick it up? And you're like, hey, I'm back. No, it was at a different desk. <laughs> that's so oh, like right. I had to pick it up at the pickup area that instead is, of the mechanic area. That's so. actually kind of awesome. Yeah, I was like. I'm going to make them find this battery because they, they have it here. It wasn't you being rude. You just wanted them to do their job. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. And you weren't rude to them. Right. But you're like, okay. Exactly. No. No, these stores are crazy. You never really think about it when you go in that like they watch everything you do when you're yes. in there and everything. But I saw this thing. Um, I actually saw it on TikTok that like Target lets people steal and will continue to let them steal until they've racked up a price that's high enough that they can get a felony. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yep. So, so, so they were fucked. like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. So, so they were like, all you people that they get so funny to get away stealing a couple things at, at Target, you keep doing that. And yep. you're, you know, I mean, it's fucked to begin with and you shouldn't be doing it at all. But right. I just think it's like, you never really think when you're walking around that like your app's tracking you in the store or that like. I had know. multiple friends who were like their security details between either Walmart or Target. And they just like dress like a plain clothes customer. And just walk around and like stand next to people to see if they're taking stuff, and we'll, yeah. we'll follow people around the store. It's crazy. And everything. I mean, I guess that's what they have to do to, yeah. you know, protect their business. Loss prevention. You never really think about it when you're there. Yeah. But when I it. when I worked at Sam Goody, every hour I had to check the clothing racks and look underneath it to make sure people hadn't gone back there and like taken CDs or games or movies. Yeah. Out of the container. And, and put like, them in their clothes. And put them in their yeah. clothes and check for like empty discs because people would go back to the clothes racks because it kind of guarded. You couldn't see around them right. necessarily. Uh, and so I'd have to go back like every hour and look under them to make sure nobody had stolen anything. Right. Yeah. Damn. Damn. There's new games on Xbox Game Pass. And let me read them for you. Code Vein coming to PC February 18th. Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire Ultimate Edition is coming to cloud and consoles February 18th. Wreckfest is coming on cloud console and PC February 18th. Killer Queen Black for cloud and consoles February 23rd. Dirt 5. Mm. That's a pretty big one. Really? Yeah, cloud console and PC February 25th. I say that, but we already have it on Steam, so I don't know why I got so excited. Yeah. Uh, Elite Dangerous for consoles February 25th. And Super Hot Mind Control Delete on PC also on February 25th. Nice. So yeah, nothing too crazy there. I think Dirt Five though. Yeah, that's a big yeah. one. Yeah, that was released on in November, right? The launch of Next Gen. Yes. Yeah, it was a launch game. So right before I think, right before the launch. Yeah, because yeah. it came out on old ones too. 
Okay, so that's there's not much to discuss there. So let's go ahead and just move on. This next one, I don't know what you guys know about this, so we can go as little or as much as we want. The cancel the once Konami game that was canceled due to uh, pressure and feedback from different uh, news outlets and people in general, but it's a little nebulous. Uh, Six Days in Fallujah has resurfaced. It's aiming for a 2021 release date. It's coming from Highwire Games, which their studio lead isn't one of the ex-Halo developers. So do you guys know about this game at all? I'm familiar with it as a concept, not anything specific and definitely not much about what happened around its cancellation. Yeah, I'm about the same. So for the audience out there, Six Days in Fallujah, and I'm reading a little bit from um, IGN's article about it. Six Days in Fallujah is a military FPS based on a real Iraq war battle. Uh, It's been resurfaced by a new developer and publisher after being canceled by its original publisher over a decade ago. So at the time, I mean, let's see, I mean, a decade ago would have been 2011. And so at that point, the Iraq war was, I'm sorry, I maybe I'm, I'm, I can't remember. Well, we started it in like early 2000s, 2001, 2002. Would have been in, in the latter half of it then? I don't even know when the Iraq war was slash... Which was one? technically over. It's part of it. Yeah. It's so blended and, you know, hard. Well, we started to... bombing the, by we, I mean the U.S. We started bombing the shit out of them soon after September 11th. Yes. Remember shock and awe. And... Dude, I remember when that yeah. went down. I remember seeing the like news footage of yeah. like Baghdad and the yeah. stuff blowing up. Yeah, that's was crazy. But that was either late in 2001 after September 11th, obviously, or very beginning of the next year. So we didn't actually declare war. For a while, I think, because that's an act that Congress has to actually declare war. But we definitely were engaged in like 2001, too. So I have some more info here again from the IGN article designed with accuracy in mind. Over 100 Marine soldiers and Iraqi uh, civilians have been interviewed to ensure authenticity. The campaign depicts six days of conflict as experienced by the U.S. Marines as they attempted to recapture Fallujah from Al Qaeda. To simulate the battle, the developers at Highwire Games claim to have recreated, quote, unique technologies and game mechanics designed to replicate the uncertainty and tactics of modern combat in a way other games do not. Hmm. So before there's a little more detail about the original cancellation. But what do you guys think about this idea of a war game, a game? How do I say this right? A game that is being, you know, is made inspired by or is supposed to represent a war that is like much more modern and much more close to home because for the three of us, a lot of these games we've played, all these wars took place way before we were born. Right. Right. And this is a war that happened that, you know, we know people that were involved with this conflict. Right. Conflict. What is wrong with me today? (laughs) I I can't talk. You tongue tied. We know people like, um, I don't know. I don't want to be specific, but someone yeah. very close to us, their dad was involved in this conflict. So yeah. what do you guys think about this? I literally have a friend who was in Fallujah. Really? I don't know if it was during the same time period. I can't remember that for sure. But he wrote a book and, and it's one of his stories in the book. Oh, 
Wait, one of oh wait, he wrote a book. One of his stories in the book. One of his stories in the book is about his time in Fallujah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's where I stand about it. Um, if it's something that happened, and they're trying to do honor to that in some way, I feel like why why would it have been canceled to begin with? Is my idea behind it? And I also think like to an extent. Knowing someone who has been involved in something like that, not that it could be therapeutic, but that it could be like, I don't know, it it actually happens. And whenever you mute that sort of thing, it just is trying to minimize it, I think. And yeah. that's that's what I don't understand, is that if it were way out of line and something that was crazy and horrid, that's one thing. But when you're trying to pay honor to something that's already happened... um that's where you lose me a little bit. Right. Well, and I guess you have to wonder what what pay honor means to, to you versus them because to them, they're trying to make a video game that's, that sells and makes money. Well, they could also have soldiers but on they development. Could also have, you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that just because you want to make money doesn't also mean you want to do something good. Right. There certainly is that. Right. So here's the... There's a paragraph about the original uh, game cancellation. It says... The original version of Six Days in Fallujah was announced in 2009 by developer Atomic Games and publisher Konami, but was met with criticism from war veterans and anti-war groups. Setting a violent video game in a real-world war, particularly one not just fresh in memory, but also seen as unjust, was seen as controversial. Well, that's kind of weird writing. Uh, this caused Konami to pull out of the project. While never formally canceled by Atomic Games, News on Six Days in Fallujah gradually faded. In the years since, Atomic Games' former CEO, Peter Tante, has set up Victura and has been working on a new version of Six Days in Fallujah since 2016. Wow. So, the thing that I've just been thinking about since this story kind of happened is that I feel like the conflict comes in in that how, how do we view the experience of playing games, right? Because when we think about other mediums like films or books, films are entertainment, right? Yeah. But some films are not fun to watch. Right. Like, you know, any kind of, uh, I don't know, Schindler's List or something. Right. Um, that's not a, a movie that you're like, how about this? If you're sitting in a theater eating popcorn, watching Schindler's List, it's going to feel a little weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, There's Fair a difference enough. between watching something or reading something or playing something. And I think maybe we'll take playing out of something for the point I'm going to make. There's a difference between watching it to experience it and to understand it and to... to I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. There's a difference between that and playing... Destruction All-Stars and, you know, ramming into other cars. That's not fun either, but that's a different point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think it's like there's a difference between cultural relevancy and understanding and a fun movie. Well, and that's the thing, too, is that we've had films about the Iraq War. Right. Already. Many of them. That people have watched for entertainment. Right. So it just comes down to this this idea of like, well, you play it, right? Which to me, I feel like it's, it's this 
antiquated mindset of older people that see video games as Mario and a, a, a toy for children. Right. Right. I don't it's know. not just older people with this opinion. Oh, true. Yeah. 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 I'm saying traditionally it's, you know, older. Well, is it because it's about this, about the war in general? Or was there something, and I'm I, I'm ignorant on this fact completely, I'm asking this out of legitimacy, was there something that happened with this specific battle or this specific time period that is uncouth? Or is it just because people have a very negative view and not, I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing, of the Iraq war? Probably both. Yeah, I think there's yeah. a lot of, and this is something I really can't speak to because I really just don't know. So please don't take anything I'm saying as in support or against the Iraq war because I really just don't know. Right. It was a I, it would happen when I was in elementary school, really. For the, I mean, what was that? 2006? Uh, before, oh, no, 2002. Yeah. So it was like from 2002 think, to 2006. I think the, the game is centered around the 2004 events that happened right. in Fallujah. I was in fourth grade, which I don't know. Maybe it's my on me for not being a responsible American and learning about the history of this war. Yeah. But this war that's still being fought. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I don't know. I think that. There are a lot of people that view it as an unjust war that was fought on false pretenses. Sure. Yeah. So. But I don't. Yeah, but it's still happening. That, that's where I go back to the same thing again. It's like regardless of how or what you feel about it, it has happened and is continuing to happen. Right. So why would it not be OK to acknowledge that? I feel like we can either argue that video games are art or they aren't. Well, no, no. He, and, and, and here's the thing, like you said about having fun, too, is some people would consider a lot of the things you play in a game like, no, this is not anywhere close, emotional or controversial, but like The Last of Us, right? Is that like an incredibly fun game to play? Is it emotional? Does it take a lot out of you? But like, I feel like that's a good space to have video games in. Right. It, it, it literally reflects through every other platform of art. And that's what Ben's saying is, you know, a painting can make you cry because it's not it's not pleasant. It's not fun to look at, you know, it, bad memories, whatever. So like to minimize video games to be just something you can have fun with and, you know, maybe you learn something along the way. I feel like really cheapens the medium as a whole. And I I don't really agree with that in any way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in agreement. Is it? I really hope I, I mean, I'm putting myself on a limb of sounding super ignorant, but have we never really like, according to the U S government, are we still in the Iraq war at the, in 2021? I am also putting myself on a spot because I'm the one who should know this just because of my passion for history. And I don't, so I don't know. Interesting. Um, let me look here. Iraq war. Um, we officially withdrew our troops in 2011 we got reinvolved in 2014. Uh, I think technically we withdrew in 2011, but we still have troops there. We're still fighting. People are still dying. Mm. And again, I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing. Obviously, it's bad that people are dying, but I'm not saying that our involvement is a good or bad thing because I think it's more it's more complicated than just a simple good or bad. But we're not officially in a war right now we're in a gotcha. conflict right and that's why like people argue about the korean war like oh, it wasn't the korean war it was the korean conflict i'm like yeah but a bunch of people still died they still fought they still defended what they believed in whether you know whatever 
So like it was a war. I mean, it was it was not a Congress didn't make it a war, but it was a war. Right. So anyway, I don't know really much as what else we can really say about this other than it's coming. It's going to be a very interesting game because of the history behind it. But I am excited for the possibility of a game like this existing, because if we want video games to be art, we need to push the medium further. Right. Which they are art. But if we want the world to view them as what they are, we must push boundaries. That's what art is about. Yeah. Okay. I'll get off the soapbox. 100%. Now. No, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, and I think that it all comes down to is it good art? It's not a matter of should this game be made or not. It's a matter of is this good art or bad art? Because, you know, you throw some. Uh, uh, what game was it? Advanced Warfare, or whatever, uh, type wall running and stuff into it. It's a bad art. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. This is not right. the kind of this is not the kind of subject matter that should be handled in that way. If it's yeah, you're you're shooting each other. That's you know, there's people there's people who are going to play this game who have been in that in those conflicts who has have parents or family members or friends who have been in those conflicts as opposed to like playing World War One games like we do so often. But like, there's a way to handle it that is not only entertaining and informative, but also gracious, gracious. Yeah. Exactly. That's the exact word I was going to use rather than, Oh, the, who's dropping the nuke, right? You know, exactly. did, did somebody get 25 yeah. kills in a row so they can drop right. the nuke? You know, that's, yeah. that's a big difference there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that just puts it even further, Ben, you, you're so right. Like if call of duty came out and tried to have this sort of thing, and then you went into multiplayer yeah. and we're running on walls. That'd be a, that'd be a different reason to be upset altogether. That's why call of duty, you know what I mean? Really good at fictionalizing conflicts and wars and they come yes. up with their own. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That is exactly correct. I, I don't know if I say they're really good at it, but that's why they do that. I think. Yeah. It's a big part of because it. Because it kind of like, you know, it minimizes it to a point where, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 360 no scope didn't happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not rust was never a map. Right. It hurts my heart, but it, it's not a real place. Um, yeah. <laughs> even though I spent uh, hours and hours and hours there. All right. Let's move on to something that's more technical. Okay. About games. Metro Exodus is getting an enhanced edition on PC and a port to PlayStation five and Xbox series X. Now, as far as these console ports, here's what you can expect. 4K, 60 FPS with full ray traced lighting. Wow. H hit me with that one more time. 4K, 60, ray traced lighting. Ooh-wee. Now, on the PS5 and Series X, the main use of ray tracing we've seen is reflections. Yeah. Which is cool. And, and you know, it's interesting. But... On the PC side, we've seen some of these ray trace lighting scenarios, specifically cyberpunk. Really cool. And I think Control has it as well. Ray trace lighting is awesome and a fucking game changer. So the fact that they're doing 4K 60 ray trace lighting on console. Awesome. We'll have reduced load times thanks to the SSD. The Series X version will have the ray tracing and be at 60, but it will be at 1080p. And of course, support for the dual sense now i know i played almost all of metro exodus did you guys play it at all i, I played a little bit and i cut the review for it yeah i've never did no, i've didn't. seen it ever i did the voiceover then how dare you yeah oh uh, yeah you did yeah you did the voiceover i did some work on it i know that yeah 
Yeah, I think I got a, one of them in a humble bundle, and I booted it up on my ancient Mac once, and it just didn't work. So. Yeah, that's probably one of the older yeah Metro games. Yep. So as far as the PC Enhanced Edition, here's what's really interesting. It's going to be a separate app. It's not an update oh. to the current version, but you will get it for free if you already own the game. No worries. Very nice. But here's what's interesting. It is required. The minimum spec is a ray tracing graphics card. Wow. So they're pulling the big guns being like, yeah. They're basically wow. saying on PC... If you can't run it the way we want you to run it, play the old version. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's, yeah. Which was already 60. May not have been 4K, but. Right. So PC is going to have advanced ray trace reflections and support for uh, NVIDIA DLSS 2.0. Now, they put out a list of the different technical features I really want to read some of them to you, but it's going to be boring for some people. That's all right. But I think it's so cool. It won't be boring for me. Yeah, rattle them off, dude. This is for the PlayStation 5 and Series X, just because it's no one's done this yet. Right. No one. Okay. Full ray trace lighting throughout. Every light source is now ray traced. Next gen tracing and denoising. No, next gen ray tracing and denoising. Next gen temporal reconstruction technology per pixel ray trace global illumination. Ray traced emissions surfaces with area shadows, infinite number of ray traced light bounces, atmosphere and transparent surface receive ray traced bounce lighting, full ray traced lighting model support with color bleeding and for every light source, uh, DirectX 12 ultimate support, which includes variable rate shading. Um, what else we got here? FOV slider on consoles, which they've never done before. Oh, right. Very cool. 4K textures. So, yeah, man, they're that, they're going all out with ray tracing yeah, I was say, on they're, console. They're bringing out the big guns, even for the PC, too. I mean, they're they're really going to put some life back into this game. I feel like, honestly, I don't know how it's possible. I almost don't believe them because to pull 4K 60 and all this ray tracing insomnia, I couldn't do that with Spider-Man. Right. And they were only doing ray trace reflections. Right. I know that's crazy, although. This is built on an older game than Spider-Man was. Slightly older. Well, also, right? I mean... No, because, yeah, Spider-Man PS4 came out. Yeah, so that's the engine they used, obviously. Well, also, yeah. for that example specifically, think about the amount of buildings that are reflective, though. True. Yeah. I. Either way, I'm, I want to say, don't hold me to this, that... Ray trace lighting and all that other stuff is more expensive than reflections. Really? Probably. When it comes to GPU. I believe it. So either way, um, this will be a free update if you already own the disc. So if you've already got it, you'll be able to check that out. Um, free update on, on uh, PC too? Yes. Yeah. Which I realize I do this every time. I didn't put the date. So let me look that up real quick. Because... Have, I have the PC version, so... Did you good to go? You're good to go. That's right. Did you like this one, Dustin? I can't remember. Yeah, I the problem was I was playing through it very quickly to cut the review and then I never finished it. Gotcha. So honestly, I, I thought you did go back and finish it. I think Later. I tried to and I didn't know what I was doing. OK, it was too long. <laughs> yeah, you know what say, I mean? the, the little bit of a break did you in there? So the PC Enhanced Edition is coming later this spring. 
while the next-gen console upgrades are coming later this year. Also, Mac and Linux ports. Whoa. Those will not have ray tracing. Penguin. That's right. No shit. That's all I have for the news. All right. I have two quickies. Kingdom Hearts. It's coming to PC March 30th. This includes 1.5 and 2.5. 2.8, Kingdom Hearts 3, and the new rhythm game, uh... Melody of memory. That's it. My uh, seven-year-old the other day had gone over to his... Actually, yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Sometime this week. Had gone over to his uncle's house, my brother-in-law's house. And I think he has a GameCube there. Something like that. And he came home and he goes, Dad, have you ever heard of a game called King of Hearts? And I was like, you mean Kingdom Hearts? He goes, no, King of Hearts. I'm like... With and I like named off some characters. He goes, no, I don't know. It's called King of Hearts. <laughs> I really think you'd like it. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Let me look it up. So I like thought maybe there was a game on GameCube I hadn't heard of that was close to Kingdom Hearts. No such game exists. I was like, it's called Kingdom Hearts, buddy. But anyway, what do you want to tell me about it? He's like, I just think you, should, you would like it. You would play it. So eventually, Emily, my wife, came into the room and I was like, what's he talking about? She's like, he played Kingdom Hearts. And I was like, okay, I told you it was called Kingdom Hearts, you dumb seven-year-old. <laughs> uh, but then I was like, all right, buddy, well, we'll have to try it out. Then I realized I have the 1.5 and 2.5 edition for PS4 that Dustin, you and I, I don't know if you got it too, but I got on the one Prime Day that the Amazon had price errors on all of their stuff. So yeah. I got it for like a couple dollars. And it's just been sitting in a drawer ever since then. I'm like... Okay, at some point I'm gonna bust this out and blow his mind. Let him, he'll have Kingdom Hearts in his home, but he's gonna play it. Little does he know how convoluted it won't matter. No, <laughs> well, let's see. The first one isn't bad. What grade is Egan in? He'd be in first, I don't know, first grade, first or seven. How old is he? Seven, he's seven. seven. Yeah, he's probably about, about first. Yeah, anyway, he I played Kingdom Hearts for the first time when I was in second grade. So, pretty close. There you are. I mean, yeah. The story matters, but like, he loves playing like Mario 64 and Bomberman and stuff that doesn't have a story. So, that's not. Also, he's surprisingly good. I think I mentioned this on the show before. He's surprisingly good at Crash 4. I was very surprised at how good <laughs> he is at it. Yeah, that shit can be hard. Yeah. So, the one thing about these Kingdom Hearts ports is that they are full priced. Yeah. Basically, like Kingdom Hearts 3 is $60, which is ridiculous. But I'm I'm assuming those prices will go down. I'm surprised they're not bundling them all together. Is it any better? They didn't really detail anything. So so no. I'm assuming Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 3, you'd be able to do it like 4K, 60 locked, which I think that the... You might be able to do that on Xbox, but the PS4 Pro version hasn't been updated. But who knows? One last thing. Avengers is getting its PS5 port on March 18th, and you can finally play as Hawkeye. Wow. Dude, I, I saw my... So the Discover page on PS5 has actually given me some entertainment. I, I watched a video about a Hawkeye announcement, and there's some old man Hulk. It looks fucking awful. And I played that game, and it just seems so uninteresting. Yeah. I mean, truly uninteresting. Yeah. And maybe because I'm not as attached to the superheroes, but I should be the audience you want to reel in. Right. The person, you already have it. Well, well that and the person that isn't sticking around just for the brand. Right. 
and is is going to come back to play your game that purchased it because it's fun. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And I just was underwhelmed, you know, not surprisingly, but how much more money have they sunk into this since they realized it was a disaster? Dude, I'm telling you, just fucking make it free to play. I think it will be free to play at some point. I really, really Oh, do. I think it will be too. At some point. But there's a problem. Like, people like you and I, no, I wouldn't care because I don't, whatever. But if they made this game free to play now, which, by the way, I think you can get it for like $15. But if they made it free to play now, people like us who bought it a few months ago at full price true, are going to be like... They'll wait another six months. Yeah. Right. Even if they already know that's the path it has to go. Right. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for you guys. All right. Damn. And... We're at 52 minutes, so do we just want to end it, or do we want to talk about some games? Or Let's just talk about a couple games real quick. Yeah. Because okay. I do want to, I don't want to go too long, but I just wanted to say I, I joked about Destruction All-Stars a little bit. I've been playing it, and by been playing it, I mean like I maybe put two hours into it. It is not fun. Two hours too many? Um, I think I'm going to keep playing it a little bit just to make sure I'm not, and, and maybe be more fun with some friends, but like... Part of the biggest problem, the biggest problem for me is that like they don't really explain what you're doing hmm. in the different modes. Interesting. There's like four different base modes that you can play, I think. And none of them, like some of them are pretty self-explanatory, but they never actually explain like what you do a tutorial. But like, what is the goal of this area? And maybe I'm just missing it. Maybe I'm dumb, but I found that. But the other thing I want to mention is I've had some friends who wanted to play Sea of Thieves. I was like, I tried Sea of Thieves one time, and it was fun, but I don't really, you know, wasn't it? I am having more fun with Sea of Thieves via Game Pass than I've had with any other game in a very long time. Nice, dude. And it is shocking to me because I was so like, I'm only playing this because my friends want to, and I want to be, you know, I want to be a good friend. And right. then I'm playing it, and I'm like, I am a pirate now, and I will <laughs> never play another game again. Damn. Yeah. So I just want to say, if you have not given Sea of the Thieves a chance and you have access. Or if you did give Sea of Thieves a chance back in the early days and you haven't tried it again, from what I understand, it's very different now. You should try it again. So what's your With favorite um what's your favorite deck duty? Uh I really like raising and raising and lowering the flags. Okay. Or the uh the, the mast and okay. the, the sails. Yeah. My best memory with Sea of Thieves is when Dave got killed and he was in like the ferryman. The underworld. Yeah. <laughs> and some other player called him the N-word. Right. Oh, my which God. <laughs> it's not funny to do that. Right. But just the fact that reaction. Was, Dave. I was like, just like, what the world? I was overhearing just Dave's side of the story. He's like, what the fuck? So <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. Oh, my yeah. God. So. No, I mean, there is a very uh, raw part of me, Brandon, that I think you can relate to. Yeah. That Dustin cannot. That. It's like when I take supplies back to the ship, I have to make sure they're organized in a very specific oh, yeah. way and they're all in the exact right spot they should yep. be. And then like, you know, all oh, this thing that we brought back to the ship can't get wet. So we have to make sure it's in the part of the ship that can't get wet. Yep. And these cannonballs go in this one and these cannonballs go in this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just that for some reason is very intriguing to me. Can you make labels in that game? You could not make labels, Damn. but there are certain like there are certain barrels that can like a barrel can only this barrel can only take wood and this barrel can only have food in it. But there's gotcha. two food barrels, so in one barrel we put the raw food and in the other barrel we you get, get the ready to eat food. Yeah. Yeah, good shit. So good shit. It's stuff man. like that that, you know, brings over Minecraft memories. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But definitely. The, the the ship battles are intense, they're fun. Um the I'm not I'm playing with somebody who's really experienced, our friend Justin. 
uh, and he's played it a lot before. So like there's stuff he's just like, let's do this next. And I'm like, I don't know why we're doing this, but let's do it. Right. And it's still fun. Like, yeah. Even though I don't 100% know what I'm doing all the time, but I'm, I'm catching on very quickly. Yeah. So. Hell yeah. I'd say very give it a cool. shot if you're interested in even the slightest amount. Yeah. I'm still playing God of War. Almost got the plat. Oh shit. Still just constantly mesmerized about how good this game is. I mean, I can't say it enough. Yeah. God of War 2018 is a masterpiece. Yeah. It should have won Game of War and it did. Uh, game of War. Game of War. Oh, shit. Game of the Year, and it did righteously. You um, played it when it came out, too, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and honestly, it's been om- it's been kind of perfect because I played it when it came out, and I was thorough and got a bunch of shit. But you didn't get the platinum. But never platinum did, yeah, right? Yeah. And then I'm going back, and it's just getting me so fucking rock hard for Ragnarok. <laughs> I mean, truly. Um, so... It's been really great just rediscovering it. And it really does feel like I'm rediscovering it because it's been two years. So it's been long enough to where, you know, I remember most of it, but I don't remember some of it. Right. And it's just been really cool completing it all now um, because I even managed to get a couple new memories that I didn't even get the first time. Uh-huh. Um, so now it's been really great. And the update um, for PS5 is... Very nice. The very, interesting very nice. thing about that game to me specifically is like a lot of games come out and some people absolutely love them and other people loathe them. Right. God of War is a game that I can't think of almost anything I've ever heard that people didn't like about it. Yeah. You know, it's one of those games that's almost fast universally travel. praised. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's fast bit. travel in the new one. What do you mean? In in God of War 2018. That's what I meant oh. is that people hate the, think the fast travel system oh. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's so you get a lot of the tales during the gameplay when mm. you're in between realms like that. Right. Um, so I understand it. And going through the platinum, I have fast traveled a lot towards the end now that everything's open. Right. And sure, it's a little bit of a headache, but really, is it any more of a headache than any other thing we do in a game? Right. You know, so I don't know. I get it. But yeah, that's really all I've been playing for the most part. A um, little bit of Overwatch, but that's uninteresting. So. For me, I've been playing Dark Souls 2 on my stream, and it sucks. <laughs> but I feel like I need I want I need to finish you it. You need it, yeah. You need to struggle through. I need to finish every Souls game. And you're not trying for the platinum on it though. No. No. Oh heavens. No, it just sucks because of there's so it's like they didn't really understand what I think Souls was yet. And this game was not directed by the same director. Right. I was to say, that was directly after Demon Souls, right? No. Well, is, I'm saying Dark Souls 2. Well, the, with Dark the, Souls 1, Demon no, Souls. Reverse that. Other way around. Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, this was a different director, or I think it was two directors for Dark Souls 2. And they clearly didn't get it. Right. Like, they didn't understand what about the difficulty of Dark Souls 1 made it so good. Instead, they were just like, people like the difficulty. So let's put seven enemies that aggro super easily in the same spot. Yeah. Like, there's so many things I'm like, they just didn't, they just didn't, they didn't get understand it. what they had. It's not quite right. No. I, I get that. And it's so obvious when you go, I mean, the very next game was Bloodborne. Right. right. Yeah. Going from Dark Souls 2 to Bloodborne. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Big difference. So, yeah, I'm, I'm suffering through it, but that's fine. On the other hand, I'm playing Super Mario 3D World, and it's amazing. Like, definitely really, really awesome. I'm just playing it by myself because the multiplayer is fun, 
Yeah. It's not the ideal way when you're trying to get all three stars and right. do right. everything for each level. So I haven't even touched Bowser's, Bowser's Fury yet, but I'm waiting till I'm done with yes. the whole normal game. And, and the interesting thing that. is you played it when it came out on Wii U and you did not like it. No. And that's why our, our friend Matt Borges, who was on this show, he was saying, um, and I saw this on Digital Foundry as well, that they like really increased the movement speed. And so what Matt was saying is that before on the Wii U version, running was essential all the time. Right. Because the walking speed was so slow. But now the walking speed is way faster and it just makes the game way better. Yeah. Hmm. So nice. And that's it. That's it. That's it for the HB podcast. Thanks everybody for listening. We super appreciate it. If you're one of our patrons, we maybe appreciate you just a little a more, little just a little bit. slight more, yeah. but you know, if you don't want to swing for that, for the, the Patreon, that's fine. We, you know, no big deal. In fact, you can go to our discord where all are welcome. Handsomephantom.com slash discord. Join in, hang out. We'll see you there. So until next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye. The HP Podcast is fan-funded through patreon.com slash handsomephantom. Thank you to our Patreon producers. Jared, Felix Tees, Ali C83, Josh Cummings, Adam Thum, Stewie108, Charles Pedersen, Toby Ryland, Matthew Major, Straw Hat Ninja, Josh DeBerry, Michael J. Sutherland, Jared Cavaliero, and Jason Canham.